Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, uh, Kevin Kelly is here, and this week he is brought to you by Kid Champion, Coach's new endeavor. Next week, you will be presented by the Little Rock Athletic Club. And speaking of, your new sponsor is going to be joining us at the bottom of this hour to talk about this big pickleball event coming up in August. And I know you just participated in a very large, significant pickleball event last weekend in Hot Springs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a big event. It's Boss City Classic. They had... 553 different people playing in it. That's awesome. From st- I played personally. I don't know where all everybody was from. I played people from Texas, Pennsylvania, Ohio. I mean, people come from all over for these things. What's it, the format? Uh, I mean, there's so many categories you can get into. Thursday was skinny singles, which means you just play half the court. And then Friday was uh, uh, same-sex doubles. Men, okay. men, women, women. You know, and then... Saturday was mixed doubles. Sunday was singles and women's doubles. And they've got all age categories and all levels from 2.0 to 5.0. And was there prize money? No, no, everybody plays for medals. That's cool. They give out medals, gold, silver, and bronze. How and much does so, it cost to get in? Uh, it's 60 bucks to get in and get into one category. And then if you want to be in three, like I played in the – Zach and I played in the men's. And then we I played in mixed doubles with Meg Marion. And I played in singles by myself. So then it's 20 bucks extra for it. So it cost me 100 bucks to play in three. Okay. So And you got how many matches? Um, too many. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It's double elimination? And, no, what it is is you play a round robin okay. in, in the regular format. And then if you make the top two on your side of the pool – then you play tournament play to see gold, silver, bronze, or nothing. And the tournament play single elimination? Tur- tournament play is single elimination, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, sort of. If you lose your semifinal match, then you're playing for the bronze in the, fi- okay. you know, the next match. That's so, fun. So yeah, if you just want to get a bunch of matches, that's the way to do it. Man, I, well, bucks it's well too spent. many. I've played singles. I'd never played in a singles tournament before. I like singles because I can't blame the screw-up on anybody but me. Mm-hmm. You know, But it is and, a lot more tiring. Oh, my gosh. It's tough. And I'd, I'd only played ever two singles matches in a row. And I had to play like eleven. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I mean, I I was barely walking. Yeah. The next day, and then the second day after that was because I played singles on Sunday. Yesterday, I thought my legs were just gonna fall off. Like I was yeah. kind of hoping they would. My ankles and hips are always. I mean, that's definitely hot tub time. You need a little. Uh, need a little hydrotherapy after your long days on the. Yeah, but it was fun. Court. They put on a great event, and uh, I know the one we've got coming up here in Little Rock is going to be second to none. So. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's coming up on uh, August 18th, and we will be live over there, actually. So if you want to tune in, I did find out that Tito's is sponsoring. And let's be honest, we're all <laughs> going to need a uh, cocktail when that one's over if you're playing. We, we may do, like, a couple of celebrity exhibition matches. This is where we get you inclined against me and Coach. Okay. Yes. Big guy, little guy yes. matchup. The little guys are finally going to take back what's theirs. The big guys are big targets. That's right. We're That's not going to lob it over them, but we're going to hit them with oh, it. Oh, I'm going to try to hit Joe Klein in, right in the groin several times. It'll be lots of fun. <laughs> Let me get uh, Navy Mike in here real quick, then we'll dive in on the red-white report. Speaking of kicks in the groin. Yeah, well, maybe sometimes. Sometimes he has his moments. What's up, Mike? Hey, Justin. Hey, what's up, Coach? Um, and hey, Wes. Hey. Uh, you, know, you, uh, you, you know, um, we'll do. you know, just, you know, Jordan Walsh, you know, you know, a couple weeks ago, said that you know he was being he was being handcuffed, you know, because he he was showing out in the G League. I mean, you know, he like his game. He said his game was being handcuffed. Now he can fully release it. Mm-hmm. And some people were like, well, you know, maybe it was just the system, and you know, he's he's a nationally gifted athlete. But then you see Nick Smith Jr. go off for thirty points, and now it's like 
was was Musselman handcuffing all these guys? You know, and and, and before you answer, it's like before when he didn't have three five stars on his roster, the the the, the his past season, he did he he did he did way more with those guys than the guys he did. When he did have three five stars on his roster, three five stars didn't even get him any further than when he did before that. You know, so there there might be something to the way he's doing things up there. Mm. And uh, you know, I just, I just want to get you guys comments on that and whatnot. And because uh, everybody, all, all Hog fans on Twitter are wondering that. Seven, so uh, y'all take care, man. Seven, you knows and a whatnot. No, twelve. Twelve? Yeah, you lost count. Oh, Can I take first shot at this question? Well, I got to say first, and then you can. Okay. Um, I have never wanted to have a view out the window and look at that tree across the parking lot and pray that there was a sniper in there that would shoot me in the face and kill me. <laughs> anyway, Coach, carry on. What are your wow. thoughts? Yeah. I was ready to die about halfway through that call. I, I think it's tough to tell about when, I, when a player goes and scores points, you know, in the summer league or the G League or whatever. They're wanting to look at the players. They play a lot less zone-type combinations and trying to win. And a lot more one-on-one. If you're athletic, you can get to the hole. They want to see if you can do that and get by guys. And they do that pace, especially in the summer league and things like that. And I think, you know, in college, they're trying to win the games. Guys, if they, guys play, you know, lock you down in a zone defense, you got to be able to shoot outside. If it's not working for you that day, you know, you're either A, not going to shoot, or B, going to have a bad shooting day, not score very many points. So I think the opportunity to score more points is just – the way it's set up, the way the, and what those guys are playing right now. The stuff I saw from Nick yesterday, too, is he was getting a lot of it one-on-one. Yeah, and we didn't see that Nick at Arkansas, unless you were watching when they were in Europe, early in this last summer. Yeah, well, you're uh, not so going they didn't to. Have... If he's smart, and you know he's better than your guys, you're not going to guard him one on one and let him get to the basket. But they're doing that in the summer leagues. Yeah, uh, they didn't have three All Americans. Yeah, because they didn't have Nick. They had two All Americans, and they lost one game earlier than the previous two years. Instead of going to the Elite Eight, they went to Sweet Six. Yeah. That's I do one see, game difference. So. I do see why people automatically think that. You're like, God, they're held back in college. I mean, it's the thing about Michael Jordan. The joke going around mm-hmm. forever was who can hold Michael Jordan under 20? Dean well, Smith. Dean Smith. Whose phone is dinging? Mine. Do you mind? Sorry. This is the morning show. Carry on. Thanks, Coach. It's usually, That's the first time it's ever dinged. Second second time it's ever dinged. In this segment, yes. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Same. Anyway, you are mean. I'm not mean. Show I'm just up here. I, I appreciate you Is coming up. Is the sign up. right there right? 53 days to Arkansas football? 52, actually. Way to keep there. up with it. Way to get it right. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not doing it. I was about to announce that to the world. 53 days. I think days it was uh, Neighbors is the one who changes it every day. No. Josh, and he wasn't here today. 52. Please please update. Wes, there's your, okay. there's your job, okay? <laughs> uh, let's do the red-white report. It is brought to you by our friends at Big O Tires. And... Uh, That will be the lead story. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. You know, there's 52 days until Razorback football, and you know, it's going to be a good season coming up. You know, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, Coach, we were earlier talking about how many games Arkansas might win? You know, we'll probably talk about that a lot between now and the start of the season. You know, I'm excited for the entire college football season. You know, Wes, I think uh, it. it's just the tip of the iceberg st- for what we're going to talk about today. You know, there's a lot of other things Stop. going on, too. I don't know if you know, but Nick Smith Jr. 
had uh, 33 points on 20 shots last night. You know, that's his best performance in the summer league thus far. You know, he was four or five from three, and he had four rebounds. And, boy, I tell you what, you know, one of the nicest assists I've seen in the summer league so far had an alley to Brandon Miller, who also had a nice game last night, 26. So a good nucleus on a bad team. Let's say it that way for the Charlotte Hornets with those two guys. Uh, and speaking of, we were talking about uh, handcuffs earlier mm-hmm. with Jordan Walsh. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing tonight. Mm-hmm. The Celtics and the Lakers in the nightcap in the summer league. So if you want to watch him on television, you know, he'll be on this evening. With both hands. And whatnot. Yeah. Cody Adcock and Caleb Cowley selected on the third and final day of the 2023 draft. Adcock by the Reds, 13th round, number 378 overall. Cowley, 487 overall in the 16th round by Seattle. They joined Jackson Wiggins, who was a second-round comp- uh, compensatory pick, number 68 overall the Cubs. woo Hunter Holland to uh, Cincinnati, number 74. Tavian Josenberger, third-round, 100 overall. Borofin, Chase Borofin, sixth-round, number 184 to the Blue Jays. By the way, we're going to have a visit with him on Friday for you. And then outfielder Jared Wagner, ninth-round to the Yankees. So that doesn't include, obviously, all the signees who won't make it to campus, but... That is uh, interesting. And I thought Cali was very undervalued, Wes. And I know he had a slow start, but by the end of the season, he was mm-hmm. a significant threat. He was one of their best hitters in the SEC. And defensively, I thought he played a great third mm-hmm. base. I think that is a steal. And we were talking about him maybe coming back next year. The thing that sucks is you just have no value at all as a senior, and it's unfortunate. You can get drafted way higher, but they don't have to pay you anything because you have no other options. I was looking at it, and this was from a few years ago, but the slot value payouts typically are around 20% of the slot value. So let's just say it's a $2 million slot value. You're mm-hmm. only going to get 20% of that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get, you know, whatever that is. I'll take 400000 400000 thank you. Around. I was going to say 200. But they own, they own you as a senior. You have no negotiating power. What else are you going to do? Should have been better as a junior. Yep. And so that's why I expect. He was good as a junior. That's my point. I mean, really not good enough to get drafted there. Barely not. Yeah. They, I guess they saw some holes yeah, in the swing you know, or something. I mean, but I, I like Cali, and I was but hoping he was so he would hype come back. coming in, and then he finished yeah. up. He lived up to the hype by the end of the season, like to me, down yeah. the stretch. Yeah. It took a lot. Of, it took a lot of teams to pass on him to get him down to where he did. Yeah. I mean, you know. So I mean, obviously there was something there. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're looking to win. They're looking for good players. Yep. He so, had something they didn't like. Yes. To, to, to over to overshadow the things they did. There was good news. Uh, Will McIntyre announced last night he's coming back. Uh, also, Ben McLaughlin uh, was offered some free agent deals, but he's turned those down. He's coming back. Some bad news. Uh, Mason Navelle, one of their uh, top uh, freshmen from last year, played a little bit. He had the big throw right from left field on the game we were there. Was that is that was that Mason? Anyway, he, he had some moments, and uh, he's decided he's going to transfer. He's entering the portal, so that not good news there. And I got an email from the SEC. SEC Media Day starts next week. Forty-seven hours of live coverage, a record 47 hours on the SEC network of SEC Media Days. It seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, people are starving for stuff right now. Anyway, we sure so. are, Coach. Yeah. Thank you. Why not? I mean, yeah. what is it? Eight times five is 40. Yeah. So it's going to be like nine hours a day from uh, Nashville. You will get all you want of SEC Media Days. Do we think it should stay in Nashville forever? Yes. I think all their stuff should be in Nashville. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think they should move the baseball tournament there. I think everything, but I know it's really not a home field. It's not a yeah. Even if they move the baseball, well, that's a home field for Vandy. Yeah, you know they do the Big Twelve. Are they still doing the Big Twelve media day at the Star in Frisco? 
I think so, yes. They did that, I know, a couple of years. That that would be a great place, too, for the SEC. That would be. Especially when Texas and Oklahoma come in. Yeah. For meetings or for baseball? For meetings. Gotcha. SEC meetings. There is talk also of maybe moving the some of the baseball championship game to Arlington. Dome Stadium. No rain. No yeah. worries about that. Once championship Texas, or just the championship SEC game? SEC tournament. Baseball. The whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, because it makes more sense than the meetings. The media, I mean, media days to me, again, it's not a centralized location. That was no. the only downside. But Dallas is an easy flight for everybody, yeah. too. So, yeah. That's why I don't think it matters. If you're Dallas or Atlanta, either one, you're fine. Yeah. Nashville's a little harder to get into. Yeah. But direct flights to Dallas and Atlanta. Right but they're now. not moving baseball because they built that park and no, they've, they've right. already. Uh, the contract's for two more years. Is that all it is? I yeah. thought they I thought they extended it no, beyond uh, that. Actually, no, that, was a, that was a big talk. Yeah. That was a big talk this when year. We had about the rain. That. Yeah, about the, when the rain, especially. Yeah. That's when it really kind of everybody's up. like, look, they did build this, but man, I mean, the rain just screws everybody up a little mm-hmm. bit. All right, we've been talking about Pat Fitzgerald since the beginning of the week, coach, and it is a uh, it's an interesting situation because we don't know what was in the report. We only know that you know we've had a couple of. Uh, Folks come out and anonymously tell the student newspaper what happened to them and what happened in their situations. And some of that came out in the report, I guess. And they decided to, you know, suspend him for two weeks. And then they came back and decided that he needed to be fired after these additional folks complained and talked about it in the student newspaper, which I'm not sure why that was a determining factor in the punishment. But nevertheless, what are your thoughts on this? And also, how much is a coach expected to know uh, is going on when it comes to things like hazing from, I mean, I think we all got picked on by upperclassmen at some point or another. I did at least. Um, but obviously this is, this sounds a little bit more institutionalized to some degree. Yeah. when they did, so when they mentioned some of the, I mean, that's borderline sexual assault, sex, you know, some of the things they did, it really crossed the line. I, I don't like hazing. I will say this, I, I, you know, I talked to some people over the last couple of days and uh, formulated my own thoughts on it. And here's where it is. There's no doubt there were some things going on that shouldn't have been going on. No question about it. What happens is it started out, I believe this with all I'm worth, it started out where some guys that are there that are either kind of half screw-offs in practice or just can't keep up or, or not learning their plays or jumping off sides, doing things that mm-hmm. are getting the whole team some punishments. Okay. Finally, everybody comes to you. You'll have a few guys, older guys, come to you. Hey, get your crap together. You're costing all of us a little bit. They're making us come to extra meetings. They're making us spend extra time. You know, you need to get your crap together. And those guys are probably giggling, trying to play cool, laughing it off. So next thing you know, they're hazing them a little bit. Okay. Well, then as it goes along, they kind of make a, you know, you probably have a group of seniors that make a blanket roll. Look, look, every time you screw up, every time anybody screws up, here's what's going to happen to you. And then it gets a little worse and a little worse. Now, the worst stuff they keep from coaches. I know so many coaches that have found out uh, years later about what was going on in their program, nothing to the extent we're talking about here. But, I mean, just bullying kids, hazing kids that were causing them problems. And they found out later on, and the coaches truly had no idea because some things you find out about and some things nobody's going to let you know because if they, they're afraid if they're the ones that let you know, something bad's going to happen to them. And that's what happened here. It started off as some guys not getting it done on the field, some seniors stepping in and doing this. Next thing you know, it's gone way too far. And you probably have a couple guys playing it cool, like look, I, look, I don't, I, I'm on the football team. I'm already here. Oh, when my term comes, I'll play better, or whatever. And some guys didn't like that, and it goes too far. I don't think I know Coach Fitzgerald. He's a great guy, mm-hmm. great guy. I heard y'all talking about him. Nobody, nobody discounts that at all. 
I don't think he knew everything that was going on, and I don't think he was didn't want to know. You know how sometimes like let it go, but I don't want to know. I don't think he was that at all. I think mm. he had no idea. Okay, the investigative report, the investigator came out, and at one point they said they couldn't link Fitzgerald to knowing. And in that itself, I think he shouldn't have been fired. Does he need to know? Yes. But, I mean, how are you supposed to know if there's no way you could know if it's not in front of you to even ask a question? We don't know that that's exactly where it was. But I think he holds some degree of accountability for sure. I mean, the buck stops with him. I don't think he should have been fired. I think some kids were treated very, very poorly. And whoever did the things that I read that were done to those kids, they need to be off the team. Those players, when you start you know, bringing sexual assault type stuff into stuff. And, and and it's not the kind people are thinking, but you make a guy get naked and do things in front of the team or this or that or the other or touch something, you know, that, that's that that's gone too far. Those guys need to be off the team. And if any coach did know about it, they need to be fired. Sure. I don't think any of them did in this situation. I can tell you, again, it's not the same, and it's been 30-plus years, but when I was in high school, some stuff happened, and there were older guys that were hazing the younger guys. And we had coaches come in and ask about it. And the younger guys that were being, you know, basically terrorized by these older guys lied and just said, no, I don't have anything to talk about. I have nothing to tell you. And I'm sure that probably goes on to some degree, too. I mean, you want to be accepted by your teammates, and there is that, you know, it's almost like Lord of the Flies mentality in there. I mean, you, you get a little bit of that. You've seen it, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, I was I was in high school. Oh, my gosh. When I was in, you know, we were eighth and ninth graders. The seniors terrorized us. That's I mean, like – awful you know yeah but when the coach said hey you know where'd that black eye and why is your why are you all bruised up coach i took a bad fall you know and, and or something That's i mean you saying. weren't mm-hmm. gonna tell nope. because either you wanted their respect like you're saying or fear of something worse or both and, and that's an easy way not to do it. I wasn't afraid of getting in, getting hurt or getting more hazing. I was, af- I didn't want to get anybody in trouble, I guess, and I didn't want them to hate me. That was the thing. I wanted to be accepted, and I just thought that was part of the process. Yeah, yeah. and you felt like, you, you know, if you uh, took the bullet, that may help give you some points. You sure. know, yeah. like, all right, this guy's a good guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. he didn't, or he it didn't could be like, hey, we can beat on Wes. He didn't talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the other thing is you'd like to think, though, in Division One football or Division One sports period in 2023 – those kinds of things don't go on, and you you also like to, I would like to think that student athletes realize you have a voice that matters, and you can say anything. And if it's something's truly being done that's wrong, you can speak up. But I guess there's still some of that as far as the team mentality. There's almost an expectation that you're going to get a hard time as a younger player. I, th- I think I think that's always going to be the case. Sadly, it's always going to be the case. It's it's been there for years. I mean, think about it, it's different when you get a bunch of guys, guys more than women. And, and who knows if it's going on in women's sports. But in guys' sports, you get a bunch of young testosterone in the same locker room. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, if somebody's trying to be the king, well, if you want to be the king, they wrongly think that picking on guys makes it look like you're the tough mm-hmm. guy in the group. And, and who are they going to pick on? You know, They're going to pick on the younger guys. They're not going to pick on another senior because right. other seniors would stand up for the senior. But a bunch of freshmen aren't going to stand up for the freshmen they're picking on. And then it spreads and it does that. But I think it's going to be going on forever. I mean, basically what football is, is go back into the gladiator days. It's, it's Roman Coliseum days, but with a bunch of rules. And behind <laughs> the scenes in the Roman Coliseum back there in the locker rooms, I'd hate to see what was going on. Mm. You know, in those times, it was really bad stuff. And, uh, but you're always going to have it if you've got young guys. You've got to watch over. And I think coaches do. More than ever, it's less than it ever has been. It's better. It's looked after. It's talked about. 
Uh, the NCAA is trying to, you know, they put posters on the wall. They make you put posters in the locker rooms about protecting the kids and doing stuff like that. I mean, everybody's trying to do their part. But it's it's like automobile accidents. We can make the safest cars that drive themselves in the world, but there's always going to be wrecks. How much are coaches around the kids in the locker room? Or how much time do the kids have in the locker room when there's no supervision? Well, they've got tons of time because that's that's one of the recruiting tools. They go in there, and there's hot tubs, and there's... You know, and some some of the locker, the very locker rooms might have something to play with, or there's TVs up, and there's gaming in there. Now, they've got game rooms and other places they can do that, but they make it a habitat where they want to go and be a part because that's what kids want to see when they're recruited is that locker room. So it's, it's very inhabitable. Kids spend time in there. They're in there with no coaches in there, but they're adults. You know, at the same time, you expect them to carry themselves like adults. They're getting free college and NIL money to go to school there if you want to keep that coming in, do what's right and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, it'd be the same thing as if they're walking across campus or in a frat house or whatever. You still expect them to obey the law, obey the rules and do those kinds of things. But as we know in both scenarios, frat house and locker room, sometimes it's not followed. Right. I feel like the administration really let him down. Either A, they botched the investigation or they felt like they could dump this on a Friday and hope it just kind of slides under and the two weeks would have been just fine. And then either A, the backlash, or B, the investigation sucked and they realized that there was a lot more to it. than If they would have come in in the beginning and said, you know what, this is wrong, this is bad, we're going to suspend him for three weeks of the season, a fourth of the season, I think he still got a job and everything's okay. And people, the, the mass of the people, wouldn't have had, there wouldn't have been this backlash of two weeks for this? Are you kidding me? I, I think you're exactly right. If And, you know, uh, that's what I've been preaching to my kids, everybody that listens to me for the past 10 years is, man, as soon as you make a mistake, own up to it and say, what do I need to do to make this better? Mm. And then there's no argument and swell of people that are going on and say, look, they're denying it. They're acting like it didn't happen. That means they don't care. That means it's going to yeah. continue. And then something bad's going to happen. But I think you're exactly right. If they say, look, we found this out. We screwed this up. We are going to punish him. We are going to make sure this doesn't happen yep. again. Then everybody's like, Okay. They're taking it seriously. Yeah, but when you don't, everybody's like, look, y'all don't even care. And then there's an argument ensuing, and then people pile on and that kind of stuff. And then you start getting the individuals involved that step up and say, well, I was one of these two, and I was one of these two. But as soon as you say, we're going to take care of it, we screwed up, we're suspending him, we're doing this, we're doing that, everybody just shuts up and and goes about it because they know you're taking care of your business. Mm -hmm. And you have to do that these days. You just have to because there's too much media. Everybody does have a voice because they've all got social media. Well, right or wrong, you know, journalism reigned yeah. in this one and certainly had an impact. And that's that's the goal, right? That's the role of uh, good journalism is pointing out things that are wrong. Watchdogs. Right, exactly. And it's unfortunate that it took a bunch of kids on a student newspaper to try to help get the right thing done when the administration where the adults in the room didn't. Or at least they didn't vet it out, and then it just opened the door for them to do something pretty re- pretty ridiculous, which is backtrack on something, you know, the same information they already had. There, that was one of the key points of contention, two things. First of all, there's one of the lawyers for uh, Fitzgerald is saying, you know, it's basically it's an oral agreement, which is binding, that this is what we're going to do. And then they never went back to him and said, hey, by the way, we're reversing our position, and now we're going to do this instead. So that's a bad place for the administration to be in. The other part of it was they admitted nothing new came out. There was nothing that they didn't know. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it was in the story that I read this morning. Wow. So, I mean, there was nothing that was uh, eye-opening out of – it was just the fact that it was blown up in the newspaper. To to, y'all's discussion a while ago, 
Coach Fitzgerald's next job, when he chooses it to be, I think will be a better job. You do? Yeah. I mean, Northwestern's a nice school, but as far as football school, I mean, it's tough there. The admissions is tough. It's tough to get kids in. They can't get anybody they want. They can't go recruit the same kids that Florida can or Arkansas can. You know, they've got they've got limits on what they can do, and I think he's going to end up getting a better football job. This is his attorney speaking, Wes, so let me, let me make that very clear. Uh, they say... They had Northwestern had no new information between the initial two-week suspension for Fitzgerald and his firing, noting that the hazing details reported sun, Saturday by the Daily Northwestern mirrored what they had been told during the investigation. Looks really bad for the administration. I agree with uh, Brent and Stuttgart. Other heads are going to roll because of the way they handled well, it. Well, th- th- my thing is, where's Derek Gregg in all this? Well, you that's know, what was brought was up earlier. Point. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to come back and turn it around and fire Fitzgerald, then Greg didn't handle it either. You know, because that's well, the bottom line. That, yeah, the, that's, the president came in above him and right, fired him. Oh, right, yeah. I know. But but what I'm saying is, is, is Greg should have done a better job as soon as he found out, too. He should have been the one to stand up mm-hmm. and go, we know about this, like you mentioned a while ago, da 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 Greg should have been the guy. And he didn't do it, then it goes on, and the guy under him gets fired. Well, if you're going to fire that guy... You probably ought to take a look at that guy, too. You know, Greg, too. No, 100%. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And the question I had is, and I don't have the answer to that yet, is was the president involved in the initial investigation and getting the report and deciding, yeah, two weeks is sufficient for what we've read here? Zero doubt. Then the president— got, Then you've got a Baylor situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then the president comes Clean back and is like— Clean the house. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But and they said all the that. assistants are staying. Well, for for this year they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only at this point in the. That's all you can do. Keep I mean, let's in. be honest. This is going to be a. This is going to be a. What's the guy that 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 we had the horrible season when Tyler Wilson was a senior? John L. John L. This is going to be a John L. season for mm-hmm. Northwestern. They just had that season last year. I know, and unfortunately for Joe Hyman, our you know I love that kid. You know he's on their team playing running back. I think he's going to play a lot this year at a great spring. But man, I hate for him to be in this situation. Man, they might have been an assistant coach. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're talking some pickleball with uh, Frank Lawrence, who is with the Little Rock Athletic Club, and they are also going to sponsor Coach Kelly Saban going forward. Love it. Oh, I'm a member nice. there. Member there. They're building new pickleball courts out yes. there like crazy. And I think the memberships, I joined right before they right before they jacked up the prices if that was going to happen. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I don't think they need to. There's a million people out there. But it's a great place, and I'm glad they're doing the pickleball event. And I think it's one that more people can do to get their exercise and have fun at the same time. Very much so. Uh, by the way, Christopher Eubanks and Medvedev are now into the fifth set. Medvedev survived a tiebreaker in the fourth set. And so we are into the fifth and we'll keep you updated there. I would love to see this guy move on. It'd be such a cool story. More showers out there. When that happens, roads get wet and people start hydroplaning. Got to have a good set of tires. Check out your tires. If you need new tires, go to Big O Tires. They have $100 off. Select set of tires right now. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires. Plus, they have the Big O Tire. Two great locations, Conway and Cabot. And they do more than just tires. So take a look at your brakes. They'll do a lot of things. If there's something wrong with your car, check engine light comes on. Swing on by Big O Tires. Let them take care of you. Get you back out on the road running as good as ever. Big O Tires and Conway's on Hark Rider. Big O Tires and Cabot is on Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. Hey, hey. 